Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Guilty Feminists. It's Deborah. This is a short bonus episode because yesterday there was a landmark ruling in the High Court that said Met Police breached rights of organisers of the Sarah Everett Vigil. Today I'm joined by Jamie Klingler from Reclaim These Streets to talk about this landmark ruling and their win against the Met Police. Jamie, congratulations. Oh, my God. I, like, my face hurts from smiling. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely wow. Congratulations on an historic landmark victory. Can you please tell the listeners what happened? Because some of our listeners are international and might not know about this case. Give us a little brief summary. So actually, there's a really brief summary. We tried to hold a moment of silence and a vigil for Sarah Everard last March, who was um, abducted, raped, and killed by a serving police officer, Wayne Cousins. And a group of community women and me came together and wanted to hold a moment of silence for her. The local police said, we'll figure out a way because there were COVID restrictions in place that would have made it illegal. 
and then Scotland Yard, which for listeners is the the overarching police force, got involved and said absolutely not, that it was illegal under any circumstances. Um, and actually, because of all the case and everything being a full year after the fact, Harriet Harman had written a letter to Cressida Dick, and Harriet Harman's a barrister, like very, very trained in law, a year ago yesterday wrote a letter saying, they have a reasonable excuse under the Human Rights Act, and I will be attending. At that point, somebody in the Met should have been like, what are we doing? Yeah. Let's, let's take a minute. Let's pause. And instead, they went full, full force ahead. They threatened us with 10,000 pounds of fines each. They threatened us with prosecution under the Serious Crimes Act. But they didn't stop threatening us. They just kept going. Wow. And we took them to court that week. And the judge was like, this should never have come to court. You guys, you need to give them the parameters within which they can go ahead. And then they have to follow them or cancel. And while we were at the meeting with the police, they sent out a press release saying it was illegal. And just to be clear, Jamie, there were other things going on at that time. There were other protests and sporting events and other things that happened, I remember, around that time that did get dispensation to go ahead. So this wasn't, you weren't the only ones asking. You were just the only well, ones denied. No, nobody had gotten quote unquote dispensation because during the summer, Black Lives Matter had had some things go ahead, but some things that weren't allowed. But other people, they were just looking the other way. So they hadn't right. officially given anyone permission. But three uh, weeks later, okay. Prince Philip died and tons of people went to Buckingham Palace and nothing happened. Um, so it wasn't that they had given people a green light. They just hadn't prosecuted or threatened. But we were punished for going proactively to them and saying, this is what we're going to do. We want a safe space for women to mourn. And it was outdoors it was socially distanced, masked, and silent. The vigil was going to be silent. And, and we didn't have a march because it's harder to keep people socially distanced if you're moving. Mm. And we were bringing um, electrical uh, candles because you're not allowed to open flames on, <laughs> on Clapham Common. It was cold. It was dark. We weren't bringing any extra toilets so that people could come, spend a little bit of time, and get out. Like, it was – we had a track and trace code that we were putting on the back of all of our stewards. Like, it was – Health and safety up a couple of notches because we wanted people to be safe. We didn't want to. We didn't want a COVID outbreak because of an event we were putting on. But it's so unlikely to get a COVID outbreak from an outdoor, socially distanced, masked, silent vigil. I mean, how? How would you get a COVID outbreak? But did. But that's did, part of it. But when when people went to mourn Prince Philip, was anyone wrestled to the ground? Because the women that went anyway to that vigil. Some of them were wrestled to the ground. There were like there was horrible don't think that happened. Of police brutality. Nobody. I don't think that happened at Buckingham Palace. Like oh. not that I saw, at least. Wow. Um, we actually had a lead epidemiologist from the NHS who had told us that the the likelihood of a distanced, masked outdoor event was so low. Part of what the judgment is is that the police did no risk assessment. They they made they didn't use anything from. Public Health England. They made no efforts. They just said it was a blanket ban. So do you think the reason they banned it was that they did not wish to draw attention to the fact that it was a serving police officer who did this horrific crime? A hundred percent. Like if another country said a police officer raped, abducted and murdered a young woman and then people tried to go outside and light a candle for her and the, the government and police forbade it, we would be up in arms. We'd be like, oh, that poor country that doesn't have any freedom of speech. Mm. Oh, they're, you know, they're, they're not allowed to show their rights like we are. And in addition to this, Wayne Cousins, the serving police officer, misused his badge to make a fake arrest of Sarah Everett and then uh, disposed of her 
poor body in such a horrendous way. This is the most grievous, grievous, grievous crime. And the irony of this is, the horrifying irony of this is, the reason she got in his car was that he said, you've broken lockdown rules. And she thought she was being arrested. And she and lockdown, lockdown rules were so nebulous, none of us knew. Like some, like we were all trying our best. But if a police officer had stopped me and said, you shouldn't be walking home at this time, you've broken lockdown rules, no way I would have resisted arrest. I'd never resist arrest because then you think, oh, my God, I really am going to be in trouble. And so the horror of them claiming it was lockdown rules when really they didn't want a vigil about Wayne Cousins drawing attention to what had happened the irony of saying, no, it's lockdown rules, when that had been the very thing used to get her into the car is so disgraceful. So you took the Met Police to court. Like, how do you even go about doing that? Well, it's it's like online dating. You find a lawyer on Twitter. No, I'm not even kidding. Like Adam Wagner. Wow. That's how we got Adam Wagner is you get a human rights lawyer wow. on Twitter. Um, so Adam got in touch with So it happened in light speed. So Wednesday afternoon is when we met as Reclaim These Streets and started divvying out what everyone needed to do for the vigil. And then on Thursday at 1.30 p.m., Scotland Yard said it would be illegal. We had to raise 30,000 pounds to to go to the high court to like – get whatever fees you need. And um, we did a crowd justice fundraiser because we didn't, we don't have 30,000 pounds. Um, and we raised it in 47 minutes. Wow. <laughs> but this is where, had the police not interfered, we wouldn't have gotten that much publicity. But because they tried to silence us, it blew up. Right. And so by us having to get money to fight them in high court, and then everyone hearing they were trying to quash our rights – all eyes were on. And we were doing tons and tons of media. And then they were saying that we were marketing on the back of Sarah's death. And the way it was talked about that we were like these marketing whizzes that were trying to capitalize on something. And that was the police liaison officer. But there was all this talk about us capitalizing. And I was like, capitalizing? I was like, we're furious and broken and angry. So you're yes, trying very to do angry. your regular jobs. And then to take on something like this, which is a full-time job in itself, in order to stand up to the police and say, you can't treat women like this. You can't treat us like this. You can't, you can't have one of your own. And we know also there is a culture of misogyny, homophobia, racism, uh, at the Met, we've seen the WhatsApps. We've seen the we've seen the horrendous photos of women of color who have been murdered, and they've taken photos with them. We've seen all of this. We've seen all of this, and so it's a culture. So Janome from Sister Space the other night on um, Aisha's show on Times Radio was like, "Why did it take a?" 32-year-old white woman getting murdered for you to realize what the police have been doing to us all these years. And she's absolutely right. My blinders were on. The only time I ever had any dealings with the police was like if my phone got nicked. Like I'm a white expat. Like I had never, ever had any idea what was going on until this year. And now I just can't, can't forget it. Yeah. So Jamie, you raised this money. So that was Thursday night, and then we went to court. And on Friday, we were like, we had to have enough stewards. We had to have all the background stuff done in case they let us go ahead. Because if all of a sudden they said, okay, you have permission, and then we weren't ready, we would have looked stupid. So we were doing that in the background. Um, We got seen by the high court judge at 3 p.m., 3.45 on the Friday. 
and we're in high court and I like got yelled at for taking a screen grab on Microsoft Teams because I was in high court and they were like, that's illegal. But so we were in court for a couple of hours and the judge says that they have to give us the parameters and we have to follow them, but it should never have come to court. The Met lawyer then asks for us to pay their court fees, which the taxpayers have already paid. Um, and the judge says, absolutely not. You never should have been here. And we were, again, offended by that. So we go away and we're in another team's meeting with Scotland Yard and we're negotiating. We're saying, we'll do two moving memorial lines. We'll do a 12 to 4 and a 4 to 8. What do we have to do? And they're like, well, we won't arrest anyone from 6 to 7 p.m., but we won't put it in writing and we won't. We'll just look the other way from 6 to 7 p.m., but after 7 p.m., all, all deals are off. And we're like, that doesn't work. You have to put it in writing. Like, we have to have concrete rules that we can follow. And while we were negotiating, um, Jane Connors, who is actually in charge of Party Gate, came in and just said, absolutely not. Nothing's happening. It's, and they sent out a press release saying that the gathering would be illegal while we were at a negotiating table. Like, the levels of disrespect, every time they were the worst to us, they had women do it as well. which. <laughs> the way Cressida Dick spoke to us the Monday, the way Jane Connor spoke to us, and every time they delivered it, the most condescending blows were all delivered by women. I think they often do that because they find women who are prepared to do that, and then they say, see, it's not sexist. Right. Absolutely. It's the pretty Patel effect, I'm afraid. So did you think about going anyway, even though they'd said no? Did you think about defying the Met Police and facing potential £10,000 fines each? Well, it was actually that the nine of us, I was joking that like we were the Clapham nine. We had a big meeting that night on, on Zoom and we went around the room and we talked about why we had done this in the first place, what our risk was, and if we thought we should get arrested or not. And as we went around the room, I thought it was going to be 12 angry men, but it actually, Henna Shaw, who is one of the claimants, is like the moderator of all moderators. And she's really good at timing people and saying, okay, next, next, next. Um, and actually, we decided that we would have 90,000 pounds, given that we had raised 37 grand. We could do the nine of us, absolutely. But for the 31 satellite vigils that were happening, if they all got fined 10,000 pounds each, those women weren't at that table. They weren't in the vote. They weren't giving their voices to it. And they could have bankruptcy. They could lose custody of their kids. They could lose their jobs. And for us to make that decision on their behalf and not know if we could cover 320 grand. And, and we knew people were going to show up. Like we had told the police, like, you're taking away the infrastructure. People are going to show up anyway. And so we kind of decided us not going mitigated our liability. Don't get me wrong. Like we were scared. But we could also, instead of paying fine money and lining the pockets of the Met, we could get that fine money and give it to Violence Against Women and Girls grassroots organizations. So we pivoted and we fundraised and we raised 550,000 pounds um, for the Stand With Us Fund at Rosa. And Rosa is a grant-making foundation, so they're a charity in and of themselves. But So that money is not funding the Met hiring more horrible people. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you raised this money and then what made you take the Met Police to court for stopping women's right to hold a vigil? Well, it was, we really, really went over it quite a bit because it was an academic at that point. Like lockdowns were over by the point that we were going to continue to pursue this. But we were a really pure case because they told us we couldn't do it and we didn't do it. Um, we weren't fighting fines. We weren't fighting action after the fact, but we very much felt like the police had used COVID restrictions to have a blanket ban and then denied doing such. So we really felt strongly and it, it, it forked off. I got into this for women's rights and then all of a sudden it was about protest rights and the human right to protest. And I really didn't care about my human right to protest until they told me I wasn't allowed to do it. And then I was furious. So how do you go about taking the Met Police to court? Well, it's really expensive. How much and, did and, it cost, and, Jamie? Um, so in order to get to, to the stage where you can apply for a cost capping exercise, you have to raise, an, uh, like, because we had already raised 37 grand, you have to raise another 25 grand. Um, and I, I went cap in hand to every single human that I knew. And we thought we were going to have some big organizations help, but kind of the spotlight on us had gone away because it was academic. And so the interest and the public interest had kind of dimmed. And we were meeting about it and we were trying to decide if we could go ahead or not. But in the meantime, we had seen documentation that the Met had done a bit of a risk assessment and in writing said that the biggest risk, DAC twist said the biggest risk of doing this was a lack of confidence in the Met being exposed. And I, I swear to God, I would do, I was like, come hell or high water, I want that in the public. I want people to know that they tortured us said they were going to fine us for 10,000 pounds, prosecute us under serious crimes act. Like I called my dad hysterical crying, being like, oh my God, like I'm going to go to jail and it's going to be awful, but like I have to do it because if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? And like the sleepless nights, the tears, because we wanted a moment of silence for a woman that was murdered by a police officer. It's really horrifying. And so how long does it take to take the police to court? So it, it was a year to the day, <laughs> which, which was pretty interesting. Um, we finally got heard on January 18th and 19th. And oh my God, it is nothing like Judge Duty. It's so boring. Like there's a million binders and they're just all relating things back to binders. And we had like, I think, 2,000 pages of discovery and stuff to read, like so many binders. Um, and I'm sat there, it's freezing, <laughs> but our barrister... Pippa Widrow, who I adore, sent me a little post-it note of a smiley face on the first day of court when I was like having like awful stomach pains because I was so stressed out. And I've had it on my door ever since. And we won. So I'm going to get it framed and I'm going to have it with me forever. I love Pippa. And uh, I met her when she was heavily pregnant and she's since had the baby. So throughout this, Pippa was pregnant and giving birth. I mean, and now has a newborn. And there was well, the other thing is, 
we hadn't met each other. The Reclaim girls had not all met in person because of COVID restrictions. So we were supposed to meet at the vigil. And then because we weren't allowed to do the vigil and we had to be seen on camera, we didn't meet till like three weeks after. Like I, all of this kind of came about in this Twitter world. It's really weird. And what did the judge say ultimately after all this? What did the judge say? The judge said that they got the law wrong. And they got the law wrong and they got the law. So six times at every single point of communication, they misinterpreted the law and then based their next misinterpretation of the law. And nobody ever stopped and said, this is not how this is not the right law, even though the judge had said it. I've never read a judgment. And so and our counsel said the same thing that was so unequivocally, this cannot happen. They really, really stood up for our human rights protest. What does this mean for the new policing bill, which really aims to take away our right to protest? So there's all kinds of different delineations of it. But it, the whole point was, it wasn't that any protest can go ahead regardless of health restrictions. It's that they didn't do the balancing act required and that there can't be just a ban on protests. because And the police don't get to decide. It's not up to the police to say, None of this can happen. They have to go deeper into it than that. And after the fact, they tried to act like they had done a, a proportional review, but they did not. And and the judges really called them out for that. Wow. Do the police have to pay your expenses now? Yes. I think there's some deal, but I think up to 75 grand. They have to pay your legal expenses. I mean, of course, that's our taxpayer money. The irony is, the terrible irony is they don't have any money without us. It's it's so shocking, but I'm glad they have to pay you because it, it it teaches them a lesson not to go doing this and threatening women and threatening marginalized people and saying, no, we'll take you to court. You need all this money. You know, the great thing about the Internet, there's many bad things about the Internet and social media, obviously, but uh, but the great thing is people can find each other, people can connect and people can fund things like this at very short notice. But they're talking about appealing it. And like Harriet Harman oh. was like, you absolutely shouldn't appeal it. And this is the thing. They're not even talking about appealing it on the right grounds. They've made up all this stuff. They were saying we were naive young women that couldn't understand the difference between illegal and unlawful. Oh. And, like I, and I was like, oh, with the – it's seriously, it's in the papers. And I was like, am I cra – like I felt stupid and crazy while I was in court. And then we would get to prep with our lawyers and they're like, this is ridiculous. And so this is the thing though. We felt stupid. And like Cressida Dick went to the Home Affairs Committee and called us young – and naive young women that were well-meaning. I'm 43. I'm, I'm a feminist, but I would be loving that young part. <laughs> I'm young and naive. I wasn't. I'm an ingenue. That's right. No, this is, listen, this is good genes, Jamie. And speaking of good genes, your mother, I saw pictures of her this week on Twitter, was an incredible activist. I didn't know mm. this. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Uh, my mom. So my mom was fighting the good fight and I was avoiding it. I moved to London, so I wasn't even in the same political system. And I was in entertainment and media so that I wasn't political. Uh, she got she got her way in the end, even though she's not here to see it. No, my mom was uh, protesting for teachers rights for the PTA and for the um, AFL-CIO in America in her wheelchair when she was dying of cancer. My mom took us to Rainbow Coalition, we would like throw on pajamas and end up at like candidates celebration things when for elections. My mom was very, very politically active. Yeah, I saw some beautiful pictures of her and I'm sure that her golden energy is vibrating at a very high joyful frequency at the moment, Jamie, if she could see what, what you've done. It's really impressive. 
It's like I'm an immigrant from Philadelphia, ending up in high court twice and then beating the police. Like yesterday, I called my dad. I was like, oh, my God. He's like, what do you need? And I was like, nothing. I just want validation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, it's amazing. I really hope that the Met Police do not waste taxpayers' money appealing this. What are they appealing? The judges said you should have you should have thought it through. You should have done your due diligence. You should have found a way. You can't just stop. But the ramifications protesting. of it. Yeah. The, the ramifications, that's what they're trying to get away from is that there are like the nurses and the NHS people that protested were, were banned. And this will have ramifications, which is why we kept going. We didn't keep going for us. We weren't asking for much. We were asking for like seven grand for women's and charities. We kept going for the fact that Some people change the law by protest. Some people change it through the courts. And we were supported enough through crowdfunders that we had the opportunity and the best human rights lawyers on the planet to actually take this to them and win. I'm like, there's now Lee statutes on law. And that's us. Jessica Lee was was our lead claimant. And there's actually L-E-I-G-H as a statute, as legal precedent, which is insane. Wow. My voice gets really high when I'm excited. Sorry. (laughs) That's phenomenal. And you should be very proud. And I really hope it does give Pretty Patel pause about what she's doing and what Johnson is obviously backing with this horrendous policing bill that seeks to erode our rights to protest, to hold vigils, to do anything, frankly, where we gather and express our feelings and our anger and our joy and our whatever it is, you know, that it'll affect things like the Women's March, which a lot of that is 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 expressing joy. We live in a democracy and we need to fight for that. And can I say thank you so much for fighting this time for women and girls and winning. Uh, It's so impressive. You fought the law and you won. It's insane. Like I woke up this morning and I was like, we we actually made history. Like we made history. And And did it wearing red and marching. You're coming to Bath Bath and you're going to do a proper uh, show with us in Bath where you really – unpack it more. And is is Pippa coming to Bath? Yes. So Pippa Woodrow, our favorite barrister, is also joining us. And Rory, her um, very, very, very newborn, will be in the audience. Wonderful. So we we have, now we had a baby in Nottingham and it went down very well. Uh, big shout out to Sophia and her mother, Catherine. Uh, Sophia came up onto the stage. It was a wonderful time. So I'm really hoping uh, that we get to see Rory live in the audience. He will grow up to be very proud of what his mother managed to do while he was in utero and then just out of utero. Uh, So we can't wait to hear more about this from the legal point of view that Pippa can uh, explain to us, but also how we can use these things because you know, I think more people need to know we can do these things, but we need to ask Pippa, how can we do these things? So we, we're really excited about having both of you guests in Bath. Jamie Klingler, have a wonderful day. I hope you're taking some time for yourself. I believe you've just tested positive for COVID, which is not the celebration you thought you were going to be having. Are you feeling okay? Uh, yeah, I feel fine. I just, um, yeah, I'm glad it was 24 hours later than it was because if I had missed all of yesterday, I would have been pretty devastated. Well, I hope you're okay and you're enjoying a solo glass of champagne. Thank you so much, Jamie. See you in Bath.
The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from Acast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com